This episode of Office Hours is brought to you by Urban Attitude. For everything from sleepwear to outerwear, Urban Attitude will have you decked out in no time. Visit urbanattitude.ca for all of the latest cutting-edge styles at prices that won't break your student budget. If you use our discount code MG15OFF, you'll get 50% off and flat $5 shipping. That's MG15OFF at urbanattitude.ca. Are we good? Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, hi, listener. Today it is Wednesday, March the 28th, but you're listening to this next week, after the long weekend. So for your benefit, Katrina and I are going to have a little discussion about what we did in our hypothetical fantasy long weekend. So, Katrina, what did you do? Nothing. Me too. Hello, Katrina. How are you doing? I am doing very well, Harry. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm you doing good? okay. Yeah. You must have been pretty excited about April Fool's Day. You're a bit of a trickster, a jokester. Yeah, uh, I'm a um, trickster figure in a lot of different folk religions. And because of that, I think this time of the year, really, uh, I enjoy it. But I think living on this campus, the campus on which we live, mm-hmm. McGill University's yeah, campus, mm-hmm. um, this kind of, you know, that joking or pranksterisms, as they call them, they, they're everywhere. They take over your life. And I think we should talk about that. Well, it's always humbling when an institution um, and the different things that fall under that institution are just a better comedian than you will find on any given YouTube video ever. Mm-hmm. And so to commemorate this, um, the beautiful institution that houses us as well as keeps us perpetually entertained, we have come up with the ba, top ba, ba. the top five April Fool's jokes McGill has played on us, even though it wasn't April Fool's. Yeah, so they're basically, if this happened on April Fool's, you'd think it was a joke, but it happened on any other day of the year, and therefore it actually happened, and that's kind of depressing. We've put our nuts together to figure out, excuse me, not our nuts, those were only my nuts, but Katrina, what are our top five? So I think the first one that we need to address, which I don't think will be a contested top pick, because Mm. my God, did it rule the year. Um, Have you heard of... Olivier Diens, by any chance? Who's that? <laughs> Olivier Diens, oh, by any chance? Yeah, no, I've heard of him. Yeah, the, the, the Hygiene de Vie guy. Ah, ah Hygiene de Vie man. Yeah, no, I've heard of Vie man. Exactly. It's nice that now every single student on campus actually knows what a deputy provost is. Still, no one knows what it is, but they do know that he says that phrase. Yeah. So just to remind everyone, not that I assume people will need the reminder, but um, in the McGill Reporter, um, when talking about the trials and tribulations of actually implementing a fall reading week, Olivier Diens, the soon-to-be-not, but the current deputy provost, talked about a lot of different reasons why we can't have it, but essentially addressed that kids don't really need it because if they just had good hygiene de vie, um, to quote, I think students know that. Eating well, sleeping well, being physically active, not cramming a week before the exam and spending the whole night cramming, having good time management skills, not using any performance-enhancing drugs like Ritalin, coffee, and cigarettes. That is the way to succeed. Um, Oh, that's the way to succeed. Yeah, and people found that a little... Is funny the word? I don't know. Demeaning? Patronizing? Bad advice. So like your sense of humor, essentially. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious, clearly. No. I mean, yeah, I think if that came up on a headline any other day of the year, which it did, if that did happen, which it did, I think a lot of people looked at that and thought, is this a joke? Is this real? How could someone have possibly put that out on the McGill Report or the official mouthpiece of the the military junta of McGill? That... uh, I personally was confused. 
I think a lot of people were confused. And I think the best thing about that April Fool's joke that was not an April Fool's joke is that it spurred on so much good satire. Yes, like good meme content. accounts mm. blew up. Some amazing satire was written that some um, campus publications wrote on. Honestly, like it was just one of those things where like every single headline that you saw, I mean, if it had been April Fool's, God bless. Uh, but since it wasn't, uh, we live in a hellfire. And that's about it. We live in a hellfire. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two is the Red Path Doors at the library, which exist, are beautiful, they're brand new, but if you walk through them, they set off an alarm. Katrina? So this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently. A classic April Fool's joke is always to like pull a fire alarm or like mm. make a large noise, because apparently noise is just inherently noise funny. Noise is inherently funny. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I made a funny. That was hilarious. um, But yeah, so anyway, we have these doors that are like perfectly located in a space where if, you know, if we had like a sensical campus, you would be able to use them because you don't have to walk all the way around a building. Do a sweet hairpin turn. Yeah. And it just, it's silly. Just absolute silliness. But you can't use them because apparently they're for emergency use only because efficiency and emergency I mean, apparently they have to go hand in hand all the time. I would argue we're in the midst of an efficiency emergency. God, I never thought of it that way, Harry. Thank you. If you're listening, door provost, deputy provost of doors, please get on that. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. So we have these doors that we can't use, but every time we do use them, an alarm goes off. And every time I hear this alarm, I get so incensed. But then I get really empathetic. Because I'm like, yes, they clearly didn't read the very bold, aggressive signage that says, FYI, this is for emergency. Don't use it. But then you feel for that person because they're just like, I no, I just want to, no, I want to leave the building in a way that is I want to leave this building. <laughs> I want to leave. I empathize with that. Speaking of living in a hellfire, like, I just want to leave. I don't want to leave and then cause a commotion afterwards. But uh, we can't have nice things. And April Fool's. April Fool's. It's the biggest joke of all. Those beautiful doors are not for walking through. And next, I'd say number three for events that really galvanized campus Mm. in a sense of absolute disbelief would be when um, it was announced that the SMU building was being closed via a Facebook event. That was, I mean, tragedy plus time is comedy. Tragedy plus also incompetence is, is also very funny. Plus social media. Plus social media. That was tragically funny. That was an actual joke. But like, it wasn't. <laughs> like, that was an, a literal a punchline. The rest of it, like, hygiene to V is just a terrible statement, not to mention an awful sentiment. Mm-hmm. Red Path is just terrible planning, and that's normal. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was an actual, it was a, like a, an onion headline. Yeah. That they would announce this enormous thing. To, uh, it's insane. It's been gone over many a time by many people. Yeah, and but it doesn't it was help an that actual prank. a lot of the interactions within the Spoon building also fall under kind of the comedic lines of April Fool's jokes. Um, we've already covered a lot of Smoo politics and whatnot, so we're not going to go into this too, too much. But I mean, Smoo elections, nobody ran. Nobody ran. And that's like, that would have been such a good joke. It would have been the most satisfying April Fool's Day joke of all time if on April 1st they announced that we're not going to have a student society next year. No one ran and there's no building. Yeah, the William Shatner building is now just going to be a place of anarchic relations. 
Yeah, we're going to have a whole bunch of rooms where you can have conferences that are canceled because there's not enough funding in your department. That's what that building is now for. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Thank you. Ooh, here's some news. Have you heard this, Katrina? It turns out, you know that space with that burrito restaurant that takes 20 minutes to give you a burrito and the sushi restaurant that just has sushis in little plastic boxes at the front? You know Where I get place? to fraternize with management kids? Absolutely. Oh, that beautiful place. It's called networking. Yeah. It's being closed. What? The Quesada space with bento sushi is being closed, and it's being replaced with an amazing new restaurant. Oh, no, wait. I joke. That's an April Fool's joke. It's being replaced with a retail lab. What's that? <laughs> exactly. What is that, Harry? That's a Labrador retriever, a dog <laughs> that sells you things. <laughs> no, wait. It's not. It's a laboratory. Where they learn how to run a shoe store. <laughs> it's not actually shoes, Harry. That Who guy. knows what it is? But it's being paid for by the owner of Aldo Shoes. And <laughs> they're putting in an Aldo outlet store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's not even like it's all just of a the shoe shoes. store. It's just a few of the it's shoes. It's like five shoes. And you gotta go in there, and then some management student is like, I've learned how to sell you this using negging. You look terrible, buy some shoes. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Kisan anymore. Number five. And this gets me mad, too. Our bookstore's a trailer. <laughs> I know. We used to have a nice bookstore. I remember when I first came to McGill, we didn't have a street over there. We just had a big <laughs> hole. But at least we had a bookstore. It had different floors. You could buy books there. There was a... Yeah, there was like nice stairs. I remember there, there were being stairs. <laughs> well, it was multiple floors. <laughs> there were floors. <laughs> no, but you could go in there like if you wanted to buy a book. No, but if you wanted to buy a book, if you had a multiple choice test that like you forgot your pencil for. Yeah, you could it's run in there. Like a it's a community a hub. Yeah. It's a place where students buy books. It's a bookstore on a university campus. Exactly. What is it now? Well, it's either Le James, which is like a hell of a long way to walk mm -hmm. to get something like a pencil. You just wouldn't do that. Or it's a trailer situated out of outside of Leacock Building uh, that's never open and it's never yeah, attached. Yeah, I've to never a, seen it open. Yeah, it's just it's just a cube. It's just part of the traveling caravan of useless shit <laughs> that just rolls around campus, it's selling like a, us nothing. It's a circus performer. And instead Maybe. of that, now the bookstore is just another arm of the management faculty. Another domino falling. So, what are our April Fool's days that weren't actually April Fool's? We got the deputy provost of student life thinking that mental illness is just a matter of not drinking too much coffee and taking performance-enhancing drugs. We got the fact that we got about nine different doors in Redpath, all of which are very well located for students not to walk through. We have SMU going into non-existence and announcing that through a Facebook event. We have the fact that Quesada and Bento Sushi are being replaced by a retail lab, and don't ask me to define that term because it doesn't exist, and the fact that the bookstore was taken over by the management faculty, and now our bookstore is instead a trailer sitting outside of Leacock that's never open. I think we've learned some important things here today, Harry. What instead have you of learned? <laughs> Sometimes when you want to cry, it's just better to laugh. <laughs> <laughs>